Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Is this your boy? <laughs> Smoke both, you boy. <laughs> oh, There's a friend, my, my buddy at work. He works the front lanes. His name's Antonio. Big motherfucker. He looks, he's one of those dudes that looks, he looks dumb as rocks, but he's not. Right. Comes every time, just random times, I mean, what's up, Antonio? And he'll, he'll get real gangsta on <laughs> He'll be like, man, you know it's about to go fucking down. I'm not fucking, I don't give a fuck. It's like these motherfucking customers come up on me. I'm putting a bullet in the fucking chest. I don't give a shit. And I'd be like, I'll try to keep up with them. And I'll just be like, yeah, motherfucker. And then eventually I just start laughing. I'm going, God damn. You keep it a little 2G for me. Shit. Yeah, during during the holidays, I have um, this is one uh, Christmas hire we had. We're going to bring him back. And we were talking about, um, we are talking about something. He goes, well, doesn't the customer go, Hell yeah, and I ain't afraid of going back to jail. <laughs> I ain't afraid of going back to prison. <laughs> it's like, damn. I used to work at Pop Copy, motherfucker. <laughs> I am the manager, motherfucker. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right, let's start doing this shit. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, everybody. Welcome to uh, the Lazy Geeks Podcast. <laughs> number, number 93. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I'm Steven. Over there uh, having a good old time is Adam. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> is that your boy? Is this your boy? No, is this your boy? <laughs> I smoke both you. <laughs> I didn't do anything. It don't matter. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh, oh, man. I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Louis C.K. the other night. Mm-hmm. And it was one of his old bits. But because I'm hitting my 40th birthday this year. I started. He started talking about when he was turning forty, and his shit was so funny. He's over there going, "Yeah." He goes, "You know, when you hurt yourself, 
doctors don't care anymore. <laughs> he goes, you know, when you're in your 20s and you pull your shoulder, they'll pull shit out of your ear and reconstruct you a new shoulder. And he's like, he goes, you know, and I'm walking around, and my ankle's hurting, and he goes, and he looks, and he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, your ankle just, just went bad. So, yeah, that's just, that's the way it is. He's like, that he goes, is there anything, you know, you can do? He goes, no, it's just, that's just it. It's bad. <laughs> went bad. He goes, he goes, I mean, you can stretch. He goes, oh, really? He goes, yeah, stretch it for about a half hour. He goes, oh, how long will it take to get better? He goes, no, 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 that's just something you're going to do now until you and your shit ankle die. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a dude with the limp for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, for the rest of your life. That's just something you do now. And he's like, "Well, no." He goes, "Well, if I was an athlete, he goes, oh no, 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 you're not an athlete." And that's no to any other question you're about to follow that up with. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> uh, "Man, this shit's funny though." I hadn't really watched him until like the other night. I was just like, I was sick, so I was just. And that's the great thing about Netflix streaming is sometimes you're just like, oh, I don't want to get up and put a movie in. Oh, I'll just hit whatever's on Netflix and go from there. But, 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 but. You do get some real crap in there, though. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of, nope, not crap. <laughs> Doctor Who's coming back. Yeah, man. Uh, that, so... March 30th, it's the uh, expected release date for uh, Doctor Who, finally second part of Season 7, which is cool because I'm actually excited because of the follow-up from that whole Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah, Now now he's got to meet her again. So we've we've had, what, three episodes where he's met her. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, interesting, how is that going to work? Another cool thing, too, is uh, the Nerdist, the second season's coming out that same night. That's true. So that's gonna be cool. A little bit of a little bit of a nerd night there. Um, that burrito we got at Comic Con made me sick. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I ate it. I didn't think I ate that burrito. I ate it. A tartus leaf. Yeah. Oh, but did you watch uh, Doctor Who tonight? There no. Um, they had their uh, their specials, and they're going doctor by doctor. And uh, this one, they were talking about the very first, actually showed an episode of um, the original, which I thought was cool, because they never really, they never really go into it on BBC America, but now that it's the 50th anniversary, they're actually going into it. Yeah. It's easy, but still, it's there, you know? That's kind of cool. Long, though. Like, it was, like, 45 minutes of... The original, like the the like the whole tenant was in there, and John Berriman and Stephen Moffat, and they were all talking about it. And then they show a full episode, so that the whole program itself was like three hours. What? But, yeah. So I was like, damn. But it was it was pretty interesting. It's pretty legit though, because they don't they don't really go back to the old ones that much. And the thing too is that when the 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 Doctor Who episodes first started out, they were only like twenty minute programs. They weren't an hour. Yeah. So a whole season was like six episodes, 20 minutes, and that was it. That would be a whole season for them. So it was pretty interesting, though. 
And you thought they were short now. I know. You're like, fucking hours, not enough. <laughs> Imagine having to do once a week, 20 minutes. Uh, but uh, another blast from the past. Grand Theft Auto, Vice City. I never actually got into Vice City too much. I liked Vice City. I kind of skipped over it. Really? Yeah, I went GTA 3 to San Andreas. Just directly into San Andreas. Wow. I, for me, Vice City is really what got me. I liked Vice City, but of course loved San Andreas. But I think using Vice City really was that. Like, <laughs> I'm Grove. I'm Grove Street till I die, motherfucker. We used to fuck dwarves in the ass. <laughs> I remember my my biggest achievement in in San Andreas was landing the biplane. <laughs> in in the Grove Street cul-de-sac, <laughs> oh. perfectly, just boom, yeah. Oh man, uh, yeah. But uh, so the game comes out the 29th, and then uh, on PSN uh, in North America, and it's available on the 30th in Europe, and um, in the states it's only going to be 10 bucks. That's not that bad. No, it's not. Rockstar is planning to release a bunch of the old school PS2 games for. Um, the PS3, which I kind of kind of seems a little like, why didn't they do this earlier? Because I mean, you have Dead Red Revolver coming out, Bully, Midnight, uh, Midnight Club, and the sequels. I know it's like you should have had all that shit ready in the beginning. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I guess they're just jumping on. Finally, realize, hey, you know what? People are buying this shit. It's like, dude, we would have told you that before if you had said, yeah, we're gonna put Grand Theft Auto out. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would have that would have been done and done right there. People are stupid, or not people. Sony's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> people are smart. Sony's stupid. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and also, if you guys are ready for a uh, big Comic Con, which isn't San San Diego, San Diego, <laughs> uh, WonderCon in Anaheim, California. Um, tickets just went on sale this past week. Um, they did a, they did one major change is you will need a Comic Con member ID. You have to say it like Vundercon. I'm going to Vundercon. Vundercon. It runs in Anaheim from March 29th to the 31st. Um, yeah, it's definitely a small, but you if bitch and moan about how bloated what are you doing over there I'm trying to adjust my shit cause every time I make a slight noise I can't hear you uh, but anyway uh, no it's uh, it, yeah for those people that are just kind of annoyed with San Diego and stuff like that and just being over bloated uh, you can go to WonderCon and it's smaller scale they the cool thing about WonderCon is that a lot of times they'll get movies and get actors and stuff like that about movies that come out before Comic-Con. So, like, a lot of times in WonderCon before, you had Green Lantern show up, you had Iron Man, Iron Man 2 show up, because those come out before July. And obviously they don't need to come down after the movies have been released. That's a cool little thing to get. Uh, tickets are actually really cheap. Like 40 bucks for a three-day pass or $20 for a single-day pass. That's not that bad. Not at all. Um, but you can also purchase tickets on site 
um, they will they will usually run you about five to ten bucks more. So Sony, right? <laughs> um, have you been losing faith in Sony? Their gaming, anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like my problem. Okay, I have a PS3 and I have an Xbox 360, and I'm not trying to sound like an Xbox 360 fanboy at all. I'm just I I see little reason to have a PlayStation. And the straw that really broke the back was um, this new web store that they have. So they, they've they've come up with a feature that Microsoft has had almost since day one, and it doesn't work very well. <laughs> And then the Vita end of it doesn't work at all, which is funny because they Sony puts a handheld device out and shows no faith in it whatsoever. Yeah. They don't put any focus towards it. There's no games for it. It's, it's, there's a handful of games. That's it. That system should have tons of games by now. Yeah. No, I agree with you because it's like – well, it's like what we discussed last time with um, Nintendo – just not having any type of release, any type of um, anything that really captures your attention. Maybe one will do it, and the others kind of seem like those, those, those are the games you just kind of buy if you buy something cool, and then you just want to have something next to it. But it just, and then, I mean, it's just, I don't know, but, you know, to say being, talking bad about Sony, to say like, oh, you're just being a, Microsoft fanboy. I mean, Microsoft got it all sorts of wrong when they first started. Yeah. But, you know, it just seems that... I don't know. And then, like, that whole... What was it? That whole last time, like, well, we're going to go ahead and let uh, Microsoft introduce their, their device first. Like, what what does that even mean? It's like... You, you guys are just shit as it is. I mean, anything that you bring out is just going to be technology-wise, will probably be cool. But when you get into, like, you know, peripherals for it, it's going to suck balls. Yeah, they always come out with badass technology, but they don't fucking do anything with it. Like, the PS3. The PS3 has great games on it. One thing that's always bugging me about the PS3 is the interface. Mm. The interface is, is so simple, and it's it's not the easiest to navigate. It has been said millions of times by millions of different people that's not the best interface. Has Sony even attempted to change it? No. Now, why? They just put it on other devices, so it all, it's all the same. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it, and... Because, I mean, well, <laughs> their whole platform's the same thing even on their other devices. Yeah, like the Blu-ray player I have. Same fucking ass-backwards kind of thing in there, and it's just like, come on. You know, let's... Even Microsoft changes it up from time to time. You know, Nintendo does the same thing. It's like, come on, you just... You're lacking innovation to the point of just being lazy. Yeah. So. And Sony can't rest on that, we're Sony, so you'll do whatever we say shit that they used to get away with back in the day. Yeah. You know, it's like, good for you, Sony, but this is gaming, it moves too fast for that bullshit. So you need to actually do something interesting. Yeah. Like, the Kinect comes out, revolutionizes everything. Wii Motion Control comes out, revolutionizes everything. The Move comes out, does neither. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... I don't know. Because yeah, all, all the Move was doing was catching up with everybody else. Yep. And it's just like, come on. Think a little bit. Why are you all up in the mustard? You can't even catch up. Oh! Oh! 
you have uh, you have another problem, right? Do I? No, I'm saying. No, I don't have a problem. I have a happy, a happy moment. <laughs> um, Nintendo has announced. Not not only did they announce a new Zelda game in the works, which that is pretty cool. That's cool, but it's pretty much a given. Yeah. When a new system comes out, um, they're going to be doing an HD remake of um, Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker, which is badass. That game was on um, the GameCube. <laughs> at first, it's like shit. Well, uh, Way back in the day, if you go to my, if you go to the article on the LazyGeeks.com, it's a real short article, just talking about how it was badass and stuff. It's like four words in the article. So. There's four paragraphs in the article. <laughs> um, if you look on the bottom, there's a video of the opening scene. Best intro to a Zelda game in the entire history of the series. Wind Waker. That's not. That's not how it is. <laughs> you don't know. Could be the director's cut. Ooh, Wind Waker. You gotta stab Ganon in the dick. No. No, it's pre- it's it's pretty uh it's pretty sexy time because it's telling a story. Because Wind Waker is um, it starts out with. Zelda, the Legend of Zelda is actually a legend that these people believe in. It's that you're not Link in this game, and um, so it's telling the little story, and it's all do 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 like all this weird music, and then it says it's scary music because it's showing Gan- Ganon is oppressing everybody, and then it says and then seemingly out of nowhere a hero and it goes do 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 it was sick like the whole song was sick. God, I think I I think I rented that when I had the GameCube. I mean, I still have my GameCube, but I think I rented it. I have a GameCube too. <laughs> but uh yeah, but god, it's been so long ago since I played that one. And you know what? I don't have a memory card for my GameCube, so every time I play it it's like the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like the very first time. <laughs> oh yeah. Wind Waker. <laughs> I think I just got the title for the podcast. <laughs> Copyright infringement much. <laughs> I remember for the longest time I try- I kept trying to call it Windwalker. <laughs> and I guess I call Windwalker, it's called Windwicker. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> like he's he's waking the wind. I'm like, say that in your head slowly and think see if it makes some fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sense. Windwalker is different because you're flying and shit. <laughs> I don't care. It's Windwalker to me. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is Windwalker. You can suck my motherfucking balls. <laughs> suck anyway. my Wind Waker, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're just going nuts. <laughs> right. So, what what uh what interesting thing happened to um the five people that are in the area that you can get AT and T U verse? 
Well, for those five people, or as they say, one percent of their subscriber base, it oh, is two people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It isn't any surprise that AT and T hates their customers, especially their grandfathered iPhone customers. But if you had their Uverse service this past week, you came up with several reasons why to hate them more. It appears that less than one percent of the three million subscriber base suffered an outage during a, during the week, and I'm not talking about television service. I'm it's a full on outage. It included internet and phone. By the end of the week, they'd seem to have things under control. They claim the outage was caused by a faulty system update. The fuck are these guys, Microsoft? <laughs> no other... Microsoft doesn't even do that anymore. <laughs> no other reason was given for the cause or the extent of the outage. Reports of the outage appeared on AT&T's forums by customers having to use their smartphones to complain about the outage. This just simply illustrates my long-standing view of never bundling all your services with one company. Word. I mean, <laughs> I looked at them like going, wow, AT&T really doesn't give a shit about these people. They were Some people were out for 40 hours. You know, like, huh? And it's like going, and and I'm thinking too, they're like, yeah, I have to use my smartphone. I'm like, oh shit, if they have AT&T for their cell phone service, oh fuck. <laughs> they're completely in the dark. <laughs> They're sitting. Yeah. They're sitting in that corner of the house. Oh, I got signal. I got signal here. The AT and T rep came into uh, my work a couple days ago. He was trying to sell me on AT and T Uverse, <laughs> and I was like, "Am I in the three block radius that can actually get it? Because it's never in any area that I've lived in. Yeah. Period. And it wasn't. It wasn't in my area, and not that I wanted it." And then the CenturyLink person comes up and goes, oh, we have a TV service now, too. And I'm like, oh, my God. Why don't you guys go talk to yourselves? <laughs> go talk amongst yourselves about your TV services. <laughs> Here's your lotion. You guys go talk in, in the corner. <laughs> Although well, yeah, even where CenturyLink I'm... has a cool name for it, Prism. Prism TV. Ooh. Almost sounds like Prism TV. Yeah, that's probably what happens when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, even my – you know where I live. I mean, I'm still not in the area. Yeah, it's stupid. It's like, really? It's like, how far do you go? It's not... It's like files. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Or Google Internet, because once that comes to my area, you best believe I'm getting that. (laughs) I'm buying out of contracts to get to that. (laughs) Oh, man. So tell me about the Waz. The Waz. (laughs) Or better known as Steve Wozniak. Um... There's one man who knows the true nature of Steve Jobs in his early years. It's Apple co-founder and friend Steve Wozniak. When asked for a comment on the first publicized clip, which is actually on um, thelazygeeks.com because I'm cool like that, um, from the upcoming upcoming Steve Jobs biopic. That's how you say it, right? Biopic. 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 Um, (laughs) starring, Starring Ashton Kutcher as Jobs. Uh, Wozniak noted that it was nothing like what really happened. Quote, not close. We never had such interaction and roles. I'm not even sure what they're getting at. He said in in an interview with Gizmodo. Um, The the film, titled simply Jobs, is about Steve Jobs' earlier years during the 1970s through the 1990s. Um, The first scene in question was shown on Entertainment Tonight a few days ago. It shows Steve Jobs' Kutcher. And Steve Wozniak, played by Josh Gad, um, speaking about 
the future of the operating system and what it would mean to the public. In the clip, in the clip, Jobs Job speaks highly about bringing the new GUI-based operating system to market, while Wozniak simply replies, nobody wants to buy a computer. Nobody. The real Wozniak cleared up why this isn't accurate. Quote, totally wrong. Personalities and where the ideas of computer computers affecting society did not come from jobs. They inspired me and were widely spoken at the Homebrew Computer Club. Steve came back from Oregon and came to a club meeting and didn't start talking about this great social impact. His idea was to make $20 PC boards and sell it at $40 to help people at the club build the computer I'd given away. Steve came from selling surplus parts at Halted. He always saw a way to make a quick buck off my designs. This was the fifth time. Boom. The loft, yeah, I know. He's still talking. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. Gonna, that's right. Um, the lofty talk came much further down the line. I never looked like a, I never looked like a professional. We were both kids. Our relationship was so different from what was portrayed. I'm embarrassed, but if the movie is fun and entertaining, all the better. Anyone who reads my book, I was, can get a clearer picture. So this is just a big ploy to plug in the book. You know, I'm just <laughs> um, so Jobs was shown at the Sun Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah, last Friday, uh, but will hit normal theaters on April 19th. From what Mr. Wozniak has said, um, you should watch it with a grain of salt. So kind of typical of movies to just yeah. make it seem a little more, especially since Steve Jobs recently passed away, the movie's going to skew more to making him look like the hero. Because if you know anything of the history of Steve Jobs and Apple – he wasn't the greatest person in yeah. the beginning. Like he was kind of a dick, and he he would kind of push Wozniak along a little bit and stuff like that. So, you know, what do you but, they, but they left out the part where that um, the first one that was gonna buy the first Apple was like, "Is this your boy? Is this, Is this your, your boy? boy? <laughs> Is this your boy?" <laughs> I smoke both you fools. They also they what they should have did. More accurate is, is if this first scene showed Jobs trying to convince Wozniak, we should release a new a new version of our product every year, even though it's it's such a small upgrade, and people will feel they have to buy it, and we'll be rich. And Wozniak will be like, nobody's that stupid. Then they turn to the camera and look, <laughs> because anybody going to see that movie is gonna have a oh yeah you know apple cock in their mouth. Now I'm gonna see it when it comes out on. Betamax. No, <laughs> when it comes out um, into my home. But um, the only reason I'm gonna see it is because I'm gonna just watch it for entertainment value. Because yeah. honestly, if you want to know the history of that stuff, just watch the the Pirates of Silicon Valley, dude. That movie was the shit. That movie was the shit. Oh uh, man, yeah. Was it uh, Noah Wiley as uh, Steve Jobs and uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Michael Hall as uh, Bill yeah. Gates. That's a good movie, yeah. He played a good Bill Gates, dude. I thought he did too, yeah. I thought he did really good with that. It's always been a favorite of mine. Well, I don't know, Steve. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> Condescending prick. <laughs> yeah, what they didn't show was the knife fight they had in the back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> and it was weird, too, because, like, Steve Jobs' shirt always got cut just above his chest, you know? <laughs> yeah. For the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Well, uh, many of you out there probably forgot that Warner Brothers was planning to make a live-action version of the hit anime Robotech. I haven't! <laughs> the production has been in development hell since uh, the rights were picked up back in 2007. It seems the producers have finally got themselves a director, so this thing may actually be happening. <gasps> I know, right? The Hollywood Reporter has dropped the name of Nick Matthew, um, Ma- Matthew, uh, mm-hmm. whose past includes television commercials that are known for in- inventive CG effects. And he will be making his directorial debut with this project. Akiva Goldsman and Tobey Maguire are still on board as producers, but when this movie actually gets made, will be another story. It could be very much like that Akiva movie that was supposed to happen a few years ago. That mm. never materialized. Never happened. Yeah. Speaking of something that shouldn't have materialized. <laughs> it's true. It really is. Um, that's not a joke. That's true. That's, that's really, this literally shouldn't have happened. Period. <laughs> Let's see. What shouldn't happen? Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> the Wii is still doing very well compared to its younger brother, the Wii U. Um, But it's getting long in the tooth these days. What do you do with a popular console when it's nearing the end of its life? You release a cheaper version of it. Apple did. Oh, Oh, shit. Yeah. Boom. I'm happy that you went there, and I would like to join you. (laughs) In a place. Um, The Wii Mini. The Wii Mini (laughs) fills that role. Um... For whatever reason, the Wii Mini is an, ex- an exclusive of Canada. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of the Great White North. Not sarcasm. I really am. I do like Canada. Um, but I don't quite understand the business sense of releasing this console revision in just one market when a much larger market sits just south of it. Mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't always make sense, though, so I'm pretty sure they have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than being s- small... Um, the system has, well, nothing new. This is a console redesign with the intention of making it cheaper. Uh, it does just that, too, but sacrifices some key features of the traditional Wii. Aesthetically, the system has a textured red and black um, look, as opposed to shiny and white. Um, while some may think it takes away from the look of the system, I actually like this look. Of, I like, actually like the look of the Mini. It reminds me of older Nintendo consoles, and for me, that's a good thing. Because it has that same kind of texture as, like, the NES. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, but that's about it. That's all that's <laughs> cool about it. Um, the slot-loading disk drive has been replaced with a more econo- economical top-loading tray. This just makes sense since less moving parts equals less money that you have to pay. You get the traditional mechanical eject button, which means you won't be getting the message indicator light anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now to the bad news. The Wii Mini cannot connect to the internet at all. Mm-hmm. You won't receive any messages, so I guess the light going away isn't that big of a deal. Or be able to access Netflix, the Wii Shop, or any other channels, for that matter. The Wii menu is pretty empty, with only the disc channel, Me Maker, and Wii Menu, or Wii Manual sitting at the top. What's even the point of doing the Wii Maker if you can't even use the internet? For... For homies at the... Cr- I, don't, I don't even know, dude. They didn't even bother to redesign the start screen, so you have nine identical boxes staring at you, reminding <laughs> <laughs> reminding you of what you could have had if you were... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you have, the, you 
have the three full. Uh, you have the, the three channels, and then just the ones that say we, 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 because <laughs> they're empty. <laughs> they didn't even bother to fucking redesign. They could have just quickly made a simpler menu. You know what I mean? Stupid. Right. You just reminded of how cheap you were. Yeah, I was like, look what you had. Look what you would have had if you spent the money. <laughs> right. At first, I was I was jealous that Canada was getting something that America wasn't. Now I'm kind of angry. Canada deserves better than this. We all do. It would be di- it would be different. I didn't realize that this kind of read like a review. It would be different if the system was sitting at $50, but it's honestly not that much cheaper than a normal Wii being priced at 99 It seems like something we can all safely pass. Um, if you go to the, the LazyGeeks.com and search Wii Mini, um, you'll see a full photo spread um, courtesy of Joystick. I copied all their shit. It's like 16 pictures of size comparisons and different angles. They get kind of sexy with it, so... Um, I don't know. I think I think it looks cool, but I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's so so stupid. And maybe maybe that's why they released it in Canada because Canadians are so nice. Yeah, they they don't they won't they won't they won't troll the internet like we do here. I guess, but uh, they'll say, "Oh, Nintendo gave us this Wii Mini. While it might not be the ideal choice, they still gave us something special." <laughs> You really said shit to America. What the fuck is this piece of shit? Flipping tables over and shit. Memes <laughs> are created. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. When I first... I think I did a story on that like a couple months ago when it was announced. And I was just like, what the fuck? It's like all this stuff. And, and the, the most of the stuff that was highlighted was the shit you don't get. And I'm like, why not spend the extra cash and just get yourself a week? You know what I think is real funny, too? And I don't think this is a coincidence. Same color scheme as the Virtual Boy. Ooh. Red and black. Now, it's a redesign. We already know. <laughs> we is okay. But still, I'm just saying. It looks just like the uh, same color tone and everything. It looks just like it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, speaking of... Um, kind of lame. Speaking of Jesus? <laughs> what? Well, while Marvel now is nearly two months into their whole series lineup, DC is coming up on its 18th month of new, of their new 52, and titles are slowly being cut away. Comic Book Resources men- excuse me, mentions four titles that are getting the axe this month, all of which I'm not surprised about. But I really, but one I really liked in the beginning, but slowly fell off after its initial storyline was completed. DC Comics will end *I Vampire*. DC Universe Presents, Saucer Country, and Superman Family Adventures this month. Both iVampire and DC Universe Presents will end their run after 19 issues, while Saucer Country will end, come to its conclusion at 14, and Superman Adventures will end its run at issue number 12. The reason for, the can- for many of the cancellation is, of course, sales. Sales is the... Um, sales runs the table, and iVampire and DC Universe both started off strong with nearly 36,000 and 41,000 copies, respectively. However, after issue 14 was released, both comics fell below 14,000 copies, which is usually the kiss of death for any title, and I don't care what um, publisher you work for. Even DC? (laughs) Even DC. (laughs) (laughs) 
after the release of the initial 52, there was a lot of buzz about some of the fringe characters that were making a comeback in the DC Universe. But those of us that knew better knew that sales would dictate the longevity of these titles. Unfortunately, fringe characters with a loyal core don't always translate into big numbers. However, <laughs> however, I am curious to see what characters will take their place. Um, I did, and I know I'm pretty sure you were talking about the same thing, but I did like DC Presents at first. Yeah. And then it just kind of like... It's, it was kind of the Saturday Night Live of, of comic books right there. Like, really good, and then the, the, the little shorts got old. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because I did, uh, what was it, what was, uh, what was it, Death, what was the first storyline, was it Deathmatch, or, no, um, Deadman. Deadman, Dead yeah. Yeah, Deadman was the first six-issue series, and that was cool, but then after that, it started bringing characters that, I guess, were too fringe, because I didn't really... Like, characters you either didn't know about, or completely forgot, and it's one of those characters, you'll see, and I can't even name them now, but you'll see characters go, oh, I forgot about, why they, why... <laughs> you know, it's not like oh shit, I forgot about that motherfucker. Yeah, you know that's how I felt when I saw Dead Man. Right, I was like oh, shit, I forgot about Dead Man. That's cool. But then you see some of the other ones, you're like oh, I forgot about those two, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about those, and then you remember why you forgot about them. Exactly. <laughs> so moving along, on still keeping with Nintendo here. Oh, little theme. Uh, it's always a sad affair when a company has to apologize for not delivering with the product. Nintendo President Satoru Iwata, I think. <laughs> I think. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, felt the need to do just that and apologize for the lack of Wii U releases in the first months of his life. Iwata says Nintendo knows consumers are upset about the wait, but also point, pointed out that it was important to assure quality over quantity. Uh, so this quote, Nintendo takes takes seriously its responsibility offer a, to offer a steady stream of new titles in the very early days of a new platform to establish a good lineup of software. I don't really think you do take it seriously. <laughs> On the other hand, we also firmly believe we have an offer we have to offer quality experiences when we release new titles. Based on our software development schedules at the end of, of last year, we concluded we should spend a little more time to satisfy our Nintendo standard of quality. I apologize to those supporting Wii U about the lack of new titles from Nintendo in January and February, but please understand we will have new titles to offer from March onward. We're planning a steady stream of games from spring to summer. Nintendo has pushed back a lot of release dates for anticipated titles like Pikmin 3, Wii Fit U, and Game of Wario. While Nintendo has recently announced a new Zelda title in the works, as well as a remake of The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, if you've just tuned in, that's <laughs> happening, um, Nintendo seems to always be about what's going to happen and not what's happening right now. Uh, while I think the current game lineup for the Wii U is pretty weak, I still don't feel the need for an apology. I prefer for Nintendo to just put out quality games at a reasonable pace and get some third-party companies involved as well. But I might be just dreaming at that point. Um, I think I honestly, I wasn't mad. I wasn't really upset about the lineup until this apology came out, and then I'm like, no, you don't take it seriously, right? It's it's like if you took it seriously, you would have invested time in making these games a long time ago. 
and they would have already been polished, would already been ready to go. Don't tell me Nintendo forgot how to make fucking video games. <laughs> Nintendo forgot how to make video games. Mother, tables are being flipped. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I and to to be honest, I mean they should have learned from fucking the 3ds. But obviously they went along the lines of okay, that was a fluke. They'll 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 do okay now that we have a console. And it's like, you know what? No. The it, best the best launch in recent times when when we're thinking about um games availability and stuff was the Xbox 360. That fucking system came out with too damn too many games when it first came out. Yeah. Like and it was steady stream of games every single month after that. And then the Sony the PlayStation comes out, yeah. It was alright. Right. The PSP came out, shit. <laughs> oh no, they're releasing PS one classics. That shit don't count. <laughs> that shit was released in ninety seven. That shit don't count. Yeah, I know. It, it but it it goes back to just that whole kind of you know what we talked about last time with the Wii, and now with Sony, it's just like it's it's they've reached that point where they're you can see that they're bitching about oh piracy you know piracy selling video games reselling video games is driving it down. It's like no, the fact that you guys really don't give a shit. Maybe this is a, a piracy, something to combat piracy is to not make anything to pirate. <laughs> And then it won't be a problem. <laughs> That's possible. That's that could be a possibility there. Let's, let's be honest here. Only the nerdiest of the nerdy are pirating console games. Yeah. That's ultra nerd. That's nerd swag right there. Okay. <laughs> nerd <laughs> swag. That's the only person who has a modded Wii U, which I don't even think they've they've modded Wii U's. Let's say a modded Xbox. Right. If you have a modded Xbox and all you do is play modern video games. You're most likely a virgin, <laughs> and you just you're just you're just kind of a dick. People who do that are dicks. They're usually assholes because most people who pirate games they use it as like a demo. That's true. Because you, you you'll pirate a game and be like, oh, oh this is dope. I want to play this multiplayer real quick, and then you pick it up. You know, and you're only pirating for PC. <laughs> pirating for the fucking consoles. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's just saying. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty funny because when you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, huh? That, that's true because, yeah, I mean, who? Yeah, that you just a special kind of dick if you're doing that. No, I was on a torrent site last night. Personally, I was looking for a copy of um, Tale of Two Cities, which is a free and copyright copyright free book. Just saying. Um, <laughs> and I saw... What did I see? Um, it was like... Cool Borders for fucking the Xbox. Holy shit. I'm like, who? 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 Seriously? Cool the, Borders? Cool. I mean, hey, Cool Borders was dope when it came out. <laughs> I'm like, who the hell is going to fucking play Cool Borders? Oh my god. Who's, boot, who's bootlegging on the original Xbox? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Tell me who, so I can go to their house and slap them in the fucking mouth with my dick. These are the kind of people that you're you're dealing with when it comes to piracy. Now, that's for video games, movie piracy, and music piracy. Everybody does that. Yeah. 
If if you if you show me someone who hasn't pirated a movie or some music, you either show me someone who doesn't know how to do it, right, or you show me somebody who has the morals of a god. Of a god. No, that doesn't even fit either. Just the the morals of no being we've seen before. <laughs> I don't I don't know, my friend. I don't want to steal that from that faceless corporation. <laughs> Because it's not right. Because they have to pay the bills. The morals of Superman. There you go. Oh, there you go, yeah. Because I was going to say the morals of Boy Scout doesn't work. <laughs> morals of Relit doesn't work. <laughs> Superman. Yeah, when you have somebody going, I don't want to steal from that company, all of a sudden you hear... <laughs> Superman, Superman had a lot of uh, fucking boring, lonely nights. Motherfucker ain't watching no movies. You know that paper wasn't paying a lot of money. Blu-rays are expensive. Hell yeah. Just saying, make some Netflix streaming of that motherfucker eight dollars a month. <laughs> I'm just saying. It. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Oh my god. Nobody wants to admit the sad truth of being Superman. You know what the sad truth of being Superman is? His name's Clark motherfucking Kent. <laughs> With your broke ass. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Same thing with Spider-Man. What's the sad part about Saturday? Spider-Man named Peter Parker. With your broke ass. Oh, That's right. Oh, shit. Uh, it to be said. Yeah, no, it's true. It did. It did. Rolling it, rolling into new releases. Yeah. So, uh, some of the highlights coming out this week on uh, games, movies, comics, and Netflix streaming in movie theaters this week. Warm Bodies. Uh, this movie, dude. I, I, I want to see this movie too. It looks like it's gonna be, yeah, it looks like it's going to be. Uh, it, it's a good. It's a cool, funny take on zombie movies. And um, I just, just the trailers itself just looks funny. I mean, when she's like, act dead. Too much. <laughs> yeah. It looks it looks funny. It does look funny. I mean, the, the whole premise is dumb. You know? Oh yeah. But uh, they're not trying to make it seem like it's bigger than it is. You yeah, know, which, is, which is fine. They, not every movie needs to win an Academy fucking award. Right. Yeah. Some of them just need to be entertaining. Absolutely. Damn it. <laughs> also coming out on DVD and Blu-ray, Dark Knight Returns Part Two. Oh motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. If you, I really liked part one. thought it was really, really cool. Um, still, not all excited about Peter Weller as uh, Bruce Wayne Batman, but can't have everything. And uh, also, Die Hard 25th Anniversary Edition, or Collection. So, makes sense. Beast. Was it? Beast Bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Since you got the new Die Hard movie coming out uh, next month, of course, they had to re-release all of them. And... Uh, if you already have the uh, originals collection collector set, uh, don't rush out and buy it. There's really not much new in this set except for more of like a newer retrospective. But that's because of the new movie. For, for movies that old, the 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 stuff that hit the cutting room floor usually stays on the cutting room floor. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't end up. I mean, see nowadays they keep everything because yeah. they know they can put it in the DVD. Um. The only thing I had on my new release is, well, I, I kind of have two things, but one's just me talking. Uh, <laughs> if you see the new release for the Apple Pippin, motherfucker! No. <laughs> I, put the, I put Apple Pippin next to this game because I'm an idiot. Um, Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch. So this, this game's supposed to be a really big deal. 
uh, Nino Kuni is definitely well known in um in Japan, uh, which usually for an RPG means we should know about it too. <laughs> <laughs> Namco Bandai, the company that puts it out, had pre-orders for the collector's edition. I do not know what the collector's edition had because I don't remember, so don't ask me. Um, although this is like a one-way conversation anyway, I can say whatever I want. So, a buddy of mine, and this was a, a widespread problem, but I'm just going to speak from his perspective because it makes more sense that way. He he pre-ordered back in, I think, August. Or, like, July or something. And then, they the day that he was supposed to get charged for it, they send him his bogus email that says, Oh, we didn't, you didn't get your pre-order because there was a problem with your card. Which is bullshit. So then he hits up customer service. They say, well, he gets a generic email that says, we, we apologize with due to... Um, ordering issues or something. We don't have a, We don't have enough um, copies to send out. So you're not. Gonna, you're basically not gonna get your fucking copy. So you know what he he. They didn't even send him the normal copy of the game. At least they sent they they sent him nothing but ten percent off the Namco Bandai online store. Wow. That's it. That's why I put the game was coming out for Apple Pippin. <laughs> Because that's a fail. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now nothing. I'm not knocking the game because I'm I'm hearing nothing but good things about the game. But Namco Bandai fucking they really uh they suck the ship on that bullshit. Damn. So if you're gonna buy the game, if you're gonna and this is, and this happens sometimes when you pre-order from Japan. Yeah. And it's not because it's Japan's fault, but just. Yeah, it's let's just say it's Japan. You have, you, you have to think though. Think about shipping and how it works in America. When you, when you're in America and you and you get something from Amazon, it's really easy to get your shit. You got a buddy that's in England; it's a pain in the fucking ass. The same way when you're ordering something from Japan, you are the secondary market. <laughs> you are the one that's in the back of the fucking warehouse that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, you know, remember that shit. America's not number one everywhere. No, it should be. America! Fuck yeah! <laughs> America's only number one in America. And that's that's slipping. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, and the other thing I want to talk about. I started getting into that Marvel Now. The Marvel Now books. Oh, right. Yeah, I've been checking them out. A lot of them I'm digging. Um, the Avengers one's pretty, di- pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. I can't remember the other ones, but I've I've been reading some smart announce. Just getting, just sliding back in, just sliding but back. It's in. a good, it's a good way to just kind of eke your way back in there. Yeah, no lube, just you know what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh man, uh, speaking of uh, real side note, um, guy that does the other podcast with me, Kyle, he was saying he go he was. Where we work, we're right across from Journeys, and they have this shirt, and it's a Doctor Who shirt, and it says bigger on the inside. But the funny thing is it's a girl shirt, and then he goes, what pisses me off is that it's only a girl shirt. And then I think about it, though, and should a girl really be wearing that shirt? Ah, <laughs> fatty. <laughs> bigger on the inside? I mean, no. <laughs> it's like, do I need to use my foot? I don't know how, how this is going to work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's just uh, when you get just whistle into it, <laughs> <laughs> listen for the echo. 
<laughs> and on that note, DC comic releases for this week. Um, All Star Western 16, Aquaman 16, Batman and Robin Annual 1, Batman Beyond Unlimited 12, Batman Incorporated 7, hey, Batman The Dark Knight 16, a lot of Batmans going on. Um, before Watchmen, Dollar Bill number one. Uh, before Watchmen, Ox. Oh shit, Oz Osmandius, right? I think so, Osmandius. Yeah. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. Five or six. Uh, five None of you guys six. are getting this anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Um, Flash sixteen, Fury of Firestorm, the Nuclear Men sixteen, which is one of those books that I'm surprised hasn't been canceled from the DC lineup because I don't. I don't hear of anyone reading it. Yeah, it's, um, it doesn't burn up like the review charts or anything like that. Yeah, whatever. Hmm. Um, Fury of Firestorm. Or I'm sorry, I already said that. Green Lantern Corps Annual Number One. There's a lot of DCs because the annuals are starting to come out um, for DC. He Man and the Master of the Universe Six of Six, a book that will never die. <laughs> Although this is the last one. Um, <laughs> I Vampire Sixteen, Injustice Gods. Among Us, number one. I can't wait for that game. That game's fucking dope. Dude. I know. Um, Joe Kubert presents four of six. Justice League Dark, sixteen. You still reading that shit? Yeah, I'm still reading it. It's it's getting better. It, I mean, it was good, and then it kind of tailed. What's that? I gave up on it. Like it was good at first, and I was like, "Fuck this." <laughs> Just got boring. <laughs> I lose attention really fast. Obviously. <laughs> Lot thirteen, four of five. Masters of the Universe, the origin, the origin of He-Man, number one. It's a one-shot. You might want to pick that up if you like that character. Uh, Red Lanterns, number sixteen. Savage Hawkman, number sixteen. Superman, number sixteen. Uh, Superman Family Adventures, nine. Get it while they last, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Talon, number four. Teen Titans, sixteen. Unwritten, forty-five. On the Marvel side, pretty small week because it's the last week of the month. We've got Avengers number four, Dark Avengers 186, Hawkeye number seven, Journey into Mystery 648, Punisher Nightmare 5 of 5, Punisher Warzone number four of five, uh, Silver Surfer by Stan Lee and Mobius number one, uh, Superior Spider-Man number two, X-Men Legacy number five, X-Men or Extreme X-Men number nine. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Extreme X-Men. Yeah, are they and, it, and they spelt it X dash capital T R E M E. Um, it, does that mean that the X-Men are in fact more extreme <laughs> in that book? <laughs> they must be. They must. Are be. they just screaming the entire time? Yeah, yeah that's why everybody. Yeah, that's why the entire text in that comic is capital letters. I know. <laughs> Um, in other distributors, in Boom Comics, this is going to take a while, Adventure Time 12 and Deathmatch 2. All right, in Dark Horse. <laughs> in Dark Horse, we have Angel and Faith, number 18, Criminal Macabre, Final Night of, Final Night, the 30 Days of Night crossover, number 2 of 4, Emily and the Strangers, number 1 of 3, Orchard, number 12, uh, R.I.P.D. City of the Damned, number three of four. Star Wars Agent of the Empire Hard Targets, number four of five. And in Dynamite, um, Damsels, five. Doc, Doc Shadows, 13. Flash Gordon, Zeitgeist, number nine. Green Hornet, 33. Panth- Panther? Yeah. Not my accent, folks. <laughs> so P-A-N-T-H-A. 
number six. Um, Robert, Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, The Eye of the World, number 30, 32. I need to check those comics out because those books were the shit. Um, well, I've only read the first one, but it was the shit. Um, <laughs> Shadow, number nine. In IDW, Doctor Who, Prisoner of Time, number one of 12. Mars Attacks, Zombies vs. Robots, one shot. And My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number one. It's all you, buddy. <laughs> Dude, that Mars Attacks, Zombies vs. Robots is, is a must-get. It's a one-shot. You know, it's going to be stupid as shit. <laughs> I want to get that um, Prisoners of Time, too. Yeah, I'm, I got to check oh, out the series. Um, oh, an image. There's another one. Um, Activity 11, Darkness 110, Glory 32, Hackslash 23, Invincibles number 100, MacGyver, Fugitive Gauntlet 4 of 5. What? <laughs> that's just, that's an epic title. I just saw an explosion and someone walking away from it real calm. Um, Mara 2 of 6, Nowhere Men 3, and Spawn 227. Alright, if you guys want to see the complete list of new releases, check out the website, LazyGeeks.com, every Sunday for movies, DVDs, video games, Netflix streaming, and comics. Mm-hmm. So, this week was a huge week, especially for Star Wars fans, haters, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we all knew Disney purchased um, Lucasfilms and immediately are going to set out on doing a new trilogy. Uh, sequel to the original, um, to our original trilogy, not the prequels. And, but... The, the prequels are probably going to be forgotten. Yeah, I know. The prequels are going to be like, fuck them. Um, they're the, that's the aberration. They're going to be in the realm of the Star Wars Christmas special. Um, <laughs> Except for the one line from the third one. You were the chosen one! That was that... <laughs> That yeah. was the embodiment of the 80s, really, and it really wasn't even there. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm saying. But uh, they finally, after lists of people who were hoping to be directors of the new one, and, uh, the, 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 the official word has come down, J.J. Abrams will be directing the new Star Wars down episode from the 7. Yes, down from the mountaintop. Um, so... Uh, one of the things that we never really got to discuss, because when the story actually broke, um, Adam and I weren't really doing the podcast all that much. Um, so we never really got to kind of talk about it very much. So um, what I wanted to kind of do is just to oh, really... The, 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 the whole the ac- Disney sale? Yeah, the acquisition and then the whole immediate plans for doing the next three and... And um, should there be another three? And then now, immediate too. Fucking Disney hasn't even taken um, um, Lucas, Lucas, Lucas fucking studios out of the wrapper yet. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's still in the shrink wrap. Like immediately, I mean, when it because like I think it was what thirty days or sixty days after it. I remember seeing a um a a little news blurb, and it was so small, like no one even carried it. No, I was I was watching the Disney Channel because my kids were watching it. It was one of the live action shows, and the whole show C three PO and was in it. Like it was all Star Wars. <laughs> I'm like, damn! Like it <laughs> that fast. Well, R two D two. It was it was at the it was at the Lucas Ranch or whatever. Oh, uh-huh. and R two D two and um, C three PO ran security. 
They were, they were talking about we, they all got jobs after the movies. <laughs> Fucking ranch. And Chewbacca ran the car lot and shit. Like, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Well, it's funny because like 30 days after, like 30 or 60 days after the whole announcement was made, there was this little blurb on the news saying, okay, deal is finally finalized. Disney officially owns Lucasfilm. And like no one even bothered to mention that at all. No one gave a shit. Yeah, it's like, no, they, they announced it. It's theirs. They're done. So, do you, th- I mean, it was like lightning, like the minute that he, and we're, um, yeah, we're doing this, and we're doing a new trilogy. Now, dude, Disney was making plans before they even put the ink on the paper, dude. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, Lucas was saying he was never going to do a, a sequel to the trilogy. And he's not lying. And yeah, that's true. That's true. He's not lying. But the big thing is, is that. You know, I mean, I know he kind of bitched out and said, oh, everybody hates my movie, so why should I even do another one? No, they don't hate your movies. They just hated you directing those prequels. <laughs> yeah. Because the prequels, I mean, in and of themselves, they weren't bad. It was just some of the... They could have been better if different directions were taken. Yeah, I mean, it, it. that's what I think made, like, Star Wars was amazing in the fact that this was a first-time director, well, not a first-time director, but um, a director doing something that hadn't been done before, none of us had seen before, so obviously the impact of Star Wars was huge. Um, but then you had other directors, you know, I mean, especially Lawrence Ka- um, Lawrence Kasdan coming in and directing Empire. Totally different approach, totally different view, and it was an amazing story. And then people can say whatever they want about Return of the Jedi, but, you know, what have you. But, you know what, I to be honest, J.J. Abrams has a really good record as far as film go. I mean, he rejuvenized the Mission Impossible franchise when he directed Mission Impossible 3 and then produced the huge hit Mission Impossible 4. And then he did Super 8, and then, of course, the whole Star Trek franchise. Yeah, talk about fucking picking something up after it fell down. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. The Star Trek franchise was was dead in the water. Like it, it no one was watching it. The the previous movie before that, Nemesis, nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Like it it really didn't do that well. And then also there was no, there hasn't been a Star Trek. Think about it. There isn't a Star Trek television series right now for the last few years. That is a big deal. Yeah. There's always been a Star Trek on ever since I was alive. Yeah, that's true. You know, so that's kind of a big deal. There's always been Star Trek on since 1988? 87. 87, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, though. It's like, you know, you have so many trolls that are on the internet just bashing J.J. Abrams, calling his stuff shit or whatever. And it's like, obviously, it's not shit because he's doing stuff. He's making movies that are entertaining. But he's also giving those little nods and winks to the people that have done with it before, especially Star Trek. Yeah. I think he's getting – he gets a lot of shit because of the, the type of movies he does. He's doing Star Trek. There's people out there that they, they in their mind already have the Star Trek movie. Yeah. And if you don't do it exactly that way, you're a fucking tool. Yeah. You know? But that's not reality. Yeah. And, and although J.J. Abram went a little little heavy on the lens flare, which he did admit. he did. Yeah, he did. Even if you listen to the commentary, he'll he, he admit that he yeah. went a little heavy on it. That movie was amazing. I loved it. I loved every moment of that movie. I still re- when it's on, fucking when it's on FX, I'll watch it. Oh fuck yeah! I don't give a shit. It'd be edited to all fucking hell. I don't care. I'll watch it in Spanish. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, I should do that. 
<laughs> that would be interesting. Um, I think uh, Pat had the the best the best comment on that whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, Patrick or eight, um, Asian Furies. Some of you may remember him. Uh, haha. He commented this on Facebook when I when I um, linked the story. He's like, haha. I can see people making spoof video spoof vids of lightsaber battles with lens flares everywhere as the concept video that got him the job. But seriously, his films usually cast lesser known actors as well, so he'll cast um, at least bring um, a, an exceptional group of actors to carry us through the next set of films. And that's very much true. If you look at the cast of, like, Super 8, the cast was great. You didn't know most of those people, but they were a great cast, Star Trek especially. Because I would never have imagined any of those people no, in, me the roles that they, in the roles that they play. And that's what makes him awesome, is the fact that he can see people and not names. Of course, he's stuck with Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible because it's his franchise. What yeah. are you going to do? But he has good supporting actors around him. So, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things that I just – I totally think that Lucas set the bar so low with what happened with the prequels. Yeah, you can't fuck it up. Exactly. You can only make them entertaining. And that's the thing, is is that the Star Wars movies are meant to be entertaining. Yeah, sometimes people take that shit a little too motherfucking far. Well, this is, this is the thing, too. And, and I was having this discussion, um, and ever since this disease acquisition, it, it's been a discussion around the water cooler with a lot of people. Um, Star Wars was was different from Star Trek because... It was it was just a movie. It was just three movies that right. came out. There wasn't anything else. There wasn't a complete universe. Exactly. Since its inception to now, there is a complete Star Wars universe. You get the Clone Wars show. You get countless books, comic books, all of it. The, some canon, some not, but you know. Yeah. The expanded universe. Person expanded universe, right? Personally, I think the Star Wars universe. Is is prime for some serious um, some serious work. I'm talking more movies. Throw maybe a television show. I mean that 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 might be a bit of a stretch. TV show. Well, they've been planning on. They've been trying to say that they were trying to do a live action TV show with that. And there was some somebody spotting a rumor that it could possibly evolve around a bounty hunter. Now, while that may be cool in concept of having a show centered around Boba Fett. The problem with that that I was thinking about, and, and, and I think about this when I'm alone in the dark and the power's out, um, that uh, you can't do a show strictly about Boba Fett. Because at some point, Boba Fett's going to have to become either a good or bad character through the duration of the series. Here's another problem, too. Boba Fett, or any bounty hunter, goes to different locations. You have to think about budget, too. Yeah. You know, If you have a show... That has such a massive budget because you have to build a new planet every fucking time you have an episode. That's going to be... Did I just fucking win something, dude? <laughs> That's going to be... Um, you're going to have to have a, a ratings from God to to cover that. And it's not going to happen. Not in not in today's market. Like, sci-fi on TV is not doing that well yeah. right now. So Absolutely. it's... You know, so... What are you going to do? Yeah, but that's the thing. In in 
you know, and and to me it just is just amazing on how fast the decision was for the new Star Wars movies. Right like, oh my god, these new movies, motherfucker! Boo, 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 boo! It's like Jesus. <laughs> I see twenties, you know, skate, 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 skate. You know, <laughs> fucking ink wasn't even dry on the contract yet. <laughs> they had three movies coming out. They had to put George Lucas in fucking uh in uh fucking plastic wrap so he didn't get any of uh, Bob Iger's skeet all over him. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Is <laughs> he signing? He's like, skate, 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 skate. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as, um, as soon as Lucas signed the contract, they fucking kicked him out, fucking three hundred style. <laughs> this is. Disney! Just kicked him down the thing. <laughs> Revoke his parking and don't... <laughs> the, thing, the thing that... And, and a lot of people don't give Disney credit. I, I personally think Disney will treat this franchise... First of all, the, from a business standpoint, they need to treat it with respect because they want it to continue to make them money. But also, Disney never disrespects a franchise. No. I've never seen Disney disrespect a franchise. Look at they resurrected the Muppets. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Muppets were dead and buried. I mean, the last thing most people remember are probably the Muppet Babies. They weren't dead and buried in our hearts, Steve. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but no, they're, they're, I mean, most kids today didn't even know what a Muppet was. Yeah, and then they, if you, and if you watch that Muppet movie, the Muppet movie is awesome. It's great for it's great for new kids, but it's also great for the people that grew up with it. Um, Pixar, they haven't fucked with Marvel. They're not fucking around with because they know these are lasting markets and they just are going to let you do their thing. So I don't think of any other company would be better off getting um, Lucasfilm than Disney. You know, that's just that's my thing. I think Lion Gate should have gone. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Making that shit. Yeah, they they would have got it. They would have turned it. You know, suddenly the Jedis would sparkle. And. uh, you know, and then you know they would. The Empire every couple of years would have some type of Hunger Game where they would like young Princess Leia would go down to a planet, right? And <laughs> and the rest of the movie would all be a B horror flick. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Just said. But you know, uh, but they were saying like there were, what was it? Uh, Mark Hamill said that before the whole Disney deal, he had a lunch with um Lucas and Lucas said he was thinking about doing another Star Wars sequels. And so he supposedly I guess he had a treatment for one and kind of outlines for the next two. And then that's I guess I to me, to be honest, that would probably have been the thing for Disney to jump on. I have an idea for three movies. We'll take it. Yeah. You know? Well and there's a lot of people going He said he was never gonna who gives a fuck? Like, people change their minds. When I was seven, I, was, I said I was gonna be a fucking astronaut. I'm not on the moon, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he can say at, at his at, at that time in his life he didn't want to make anymore. You get a little older, you get a little more free time. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, might as well do something. You have all the resources, you live at the fucking studio. You, you might as well fucking do it. Right. But he said, "Fuck, fuck this bullshit. I'm retiring." And you know what? A lot of people talk shit. I wouldn't have did it. Huh. You're older. You've already done your shit. Yeah. You got, you got. He got his entire story out. Like it, like it or not, that was the story he wanted to get out. Those six movies. That's what he wanted to do. He got it done. Threw a little Clone, clone Wars in there for flavor. Hmm. And um, you know, made a fucking ridiculous amount of money. Skeeted all over your faces. Skeeted all over your faces, and you liked it. <laughs> 
You licked it. <laughs> you licked that up. <laughs> and then um and then he fucking sold it for even more money. Yeah. And then said, fuck it, I'm just gonna kick back and drink my ties all fucking day. Exactly. And, you know, so it's like, so yeah, it comes out to be, who's the bigger fool? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, they, I just, I really don't hope they shoot for that 2015 uh, release date because that seems a bit of a rush. I mean, the script isn't even done yet, but I think. Like, I would say, especially for a sci-fi flick of that magnitude, I, I would say have something come out then. I don't know why my throat just whistled. Have something come out, something like maybe a cartoon or, or something smaller, yeah. you know. Well, um, that's that's the thing because 2015 is a huge year anyway because you have Avengers too. You're gonna have Justice League if that's happening right. You're gonna have so many huge things coming out that year already. Do you really need to throw Star Wars in there? Star Wars really should be, Star Wars should be a movie that everybody fears. So even yeah. if you do 20... It should be the Avengers of its time. Like, it, everyone should be like, fuck, I can't release my movie because fucking Star Wars is coming out. Exactly. You know, if you go, well, we're going to take 2016 and have it May. Do do like what Lucas did, May 2016. Nobody will release anything within the two weeks of that. Nope. Yeah, because it's going to be... Oh, You'll shit. have the whole fucking slot to yourself. Nothing will come... Except for, like, romantic comedies. Romantic com- comedies come out all the time. Yeah, and it's they like, always come out because... Well, we want to be the alternate. No, if a person can't get into fucking Star Wars, they're going to wait for the next movie. They're not going to go and, okay, well, I'll go see, you know, whatever. Well, no, the romantic comedies will do okay because there's the girls that they don't want to see Star Wars. With well, unless you're Battleship because remember what Battleship said, that the Avengers sucked out all the wind of the box office to make oh, yeah. Battleship a bad movie. I remember when I first read that, I leaned back in my chair and I was drinking a cup of tea like I usually do late at night. I took a long sip. And I went, that just happened. <laughs> and then just moved on. Like, I was like, I can't, that was so juvenile. Like, well, our movie would have been better if the Avengers hadn't come out. No, it wouldn't have. Your movie would have been exactly the same. And it would have sucked harder. Because people would have been, you know what? We're not busy writing about any good movies right now. Let's bash the shit out of Battlefields. <laughs> You're lucky Avengers came out around your movie. Yeah, that's the only reason people knew about your movie. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're gonna go see Battleship. Did you did you mean Avengers? No, Battleship. <laughs> oh well, good luck with that. I'm gonna go see Avengers for the sixth fucking time this week. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I just got out of the Avengers. That was awesome. Yeah, we're gonna go see Battleship. Okay, I'm gonna go back in and see Avengers again. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna go, now I'm gonna go see the Avengers in the Spanish. Um, in the Spanish hall. <laughs> I'm going to go see it for the he- hearing impaired. That's it's going right. to be awesome. <laughs> I don't even need the sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, oh, you know, one thing I am curious about, though. So Disney bought the entirety of the Star Wars universe. Not just the movie rights. They bought the entire thing, right? Yeah, they Lucasfilm. Anything that was owned by Lucasfilm, Star Wars, it belongs to Disney now. Where do the comic books sit? Star Wars has a strong comic book presence. Yeah, and Disney makes comic books. Yes. They don't make serious comic books, but they make like you know fucking Mickey Mouse. I'll read a Mickey. There's, I'll admit, at the shop, I think of Mickey Mouse up. They're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, 
I, I, I don't know. They haven't really said, but that's the thing. Like Transformers belong to Paramount, but IDW still does Transformer comics. I, I think that – Doesn't Dark Horse do the, the Star Wars one? Yeah, Dark Horse I think does a lot of the – a lot of the Star Wars stuff. I'm not, yeah, I think Dark Horse. Let me see. Yeah, Dark Horse. Yeah, Dark Horse does because I just looked. I just looked back on the show notes and yeah, I see the uh, Agent of the Empire hard targets is um, Dark Horse. But yeah, you know, and so there's a lot of. So I'm sure that you know because they probably just. I don't know. It could change. Who knows? But because um, I'm just curious if Disney just goes fuck it, shuts it down, and then all these books end. Because mm. that would suck. But then also, Disney might not be worrying too much about comic books, and they might just let them go. Like, just Dark Horse can keep doing what they're doing, as yeah. long as they're getting a cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm sure it's just a deal that they work out. But one yeah. of the things that, that like people were hoping for was a possibility of a complete un... Uh, a complete... Uh, what do you talk about? A... Um, reinstatement of the original trilogies like unaltered um the problem with that because everybody was thinking that would be great when they released the new film then they could say get the original trilogy you know here just uh, buy the trilogy for the eighth time yeah exactly but the, pro- eight, dude. but the problem is they said that they found out is that fox actually owns the film rights to um a new hope fox and- they Fox actually still owns the film rights, and the film rights means is any venue like DVDs, VHS, things like that. But Lucas owns everything after that. Yeah, but if Disney wants it, they'll just buy it. It's Disney. But the thing is, is that how much would Fox want to do it? The only thing that I can the, the only thing that I can see, in, and Fox being as Hopefully, as smart as I think they are, a billion dollars, <laughs> <laughs> one million, no billion, no. You said million first. We'll take that. Uh, <laughs> what I see is them going, okay, you can do it, but we want a cut of the first film. Oh, that's the, you know that's gonna happen. Yeah. So that, that's that because then they'll go, we wash our hands of it. We don't have to put any money into it. Right. We'll make it. We're making some fucking chat. Some chatter, dude. I mean, that would be the smartest thing for Fox to do. But the thing is, is like, hasn't if since Fox owns it, do you think they canceled it already? No, no, no. Fox canceled everything. No, they um. Let's just focus on. I, you're, you're, are you rubbing your microphone? It sounds like you're skeeting all over your microphone. Maybe I think I was because I was like this. (laughs) The wire was doing it. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> so last time was the swag edition. So what is this, the skeet edition? <laughs> no, that's, that's inappropriate. <laughs> no, but um, the rough no. edition. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> now the uh, that's the no everything the everything stands as far as that because I think that that's the thing with Fox extends for doesn't have an official end date so that could change but i don't know we'll have to see what happens when they actually when they do have a physical release date for star wars you know that there'll be a new star wars ultimate universal pack oh yeah with all six movies and maybe maybe the christmas special that's I was like, if they had a gift set that had the Christmas special in it, I would buy it for that. I would too. Just because it's like, don't you own it? They has the Christmas special. I have to get that. 
I want to see Pete. It's three hundred dollars, Steve. <laughs> this means nothing. I have no regrets. I don't. This is your boy. This is your boy. You know, if if Disney and they will, it's it's not, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Right. Makes another Blu-ray set. I would get it because I don't have a, any sets of Star Wars. See, I was smart. I waited. <laughs> I bided my time. Um, <laughs> or I was just poor. Um, but I'm still I'm still poor. Really, that hasn't changed. Um, speaking of which, and this is kind of off topic, did the Avengers box set ever come out? I remember that was postponed because the case was owned by some German company. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, April. I want to get that shit. Yeah, April. but that's you know that's yeah. for something else. Actually, still Disney. Yes, yeah, it's all the cool shit now, dude. Dude, you think about it though, going to Disney would be the shit. Disney characters, Marvel characters. They'll land it tomorrow. They should just make it stop. Oh, I know, right? Tatooine. You go, yeah, we're going to Tatooine. Then you're going to Mos Eisley. And, uh, Toontown, Toontown should be a reproduction of fucking New York from the Marvel Universe. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, dude. That would just be amazing, dude. By the way, I, I want to I I put some reality in right now. Okay, Disney bought Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. Disney owns Howard the Duck. <laughs> Let's make it happen. All right. <laughs> reboot, reboot. Well, there was supposed to be a sequel to the movie. You know that? Yeah. It's called Howard Duck. Uh, Duck World. Duck World. Yeah, they were supposed to have it at Duck World. It was good. The budget was going to be insane. Wow. And obviously, it didn't happen because like three people went and saw Howard the Duck, <laughs> and they were only going because the chick from um, fucking Back to the Future was in it. No, there were three people went to the movie, and two of the, one, two of them actually paid. The other one was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I call them Howard the Duck. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, most people are, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be happy with it. But I'm one of those people that are are happy with the situation now because, also too, we don't have to wait for George Lucas to decide whether Disney's going to do it, and at least there's going to be money behind it. Yeah, and and honestly. From what I've seen, and we've already touched on this, but what I've seen, how Disney has treated Marvel, I, I trust that they, they're not going to fuck up Star Wars either. Because Disney's smart. They're like, okay, they get Marvel. And they're like, why is Marvel successful? Because of this. Well, we're going to allow this to happen. Yeah. But we're going to put more money into it to really make it better. I mean, that's what Disney is the greatest distributor in the world. They can distribute anything. (laughs) (laughs) Here is shit. (laughs) And they'll distribute it. Yes. And you will buy it. (laughs) Um, And I think what they – if they bring that same style to the Star Wars franchise, it can go nowhere but up. It's going to be ridiculous. They they own the rights to the cartoon now too, right? Yeah, everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except for that one movie that Fox owns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I guess now that I think we've talked enough about uh, about Star Wars, have we? <laughs> I think that's a whole podcast in and of itself. It's a podcast series. Yes, yeah, true. That's true. Um, so I guess we should uh, augment the awesomeness of Star Wars with the uh, douchebaggery of the world. And let's um, let's go through this. So <laughs> my, my uh, douchebag runner-up is Ralph Nader. For a variety of reasons, but we'll just stick to one today. 
Recently, President Obama put a $500 million 20-point plan into effect that has the Center of Disease Control. I think it's funny. It's the Center of Disease Control. <laughs> conducting more research into violence causing effect, the violence-causing effects of violent video games, or lack thereof. On top of the Utah representative, Jim Matheson has – on top of that – the Utah representative, Jim Matheson, has introduced a bill to Congress that would make the Entertainment Software Ratings Board ratings on games legally enforceable, which I agree with. I don't, you know, I don't see a problem with that. Right. Um, we, live in a, we live in a time where a lot of fingers are being pointed and a lot of blame is being put on the gaming industry. Former presidential candidate and political activist Ralph Nader had... <laughs> Some choice words to say about the matter. Going as far as to call the game industry, quote, electronic child molesters. Right? <laughs> when you start throwing around terms like child molester, you better be really on point with what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so here's a, here's a longer quote. We're in the peak of violence in entertainment. Television program violence, unbelievable. Video game violence, unprecedented, Nader said. I'm not saying... He wants to censor. He's talking about Obama, I think. I'm not saying he wants to censor this. I think he should sensitize people that they should protect their family. That doesn't make any sense. Nader, protect their family, their children, family by family, from these kinds of electronic child molesters. This echoes to Nader's comments after the 1999 Columbine High School shooting when he said corporations like game companies are partially to blame. Another quote. All this is fine with the companies. These boys and girls spend more than $25 billion last year, and what they got in return is violent, addictive, and tawdry sensuality, Native blogged at the time. These electronic child molesters have little sense of restraint or boundaries. They're audacious... Odious? How the fuck do you pronounce that? Odious? Odious? Yeah, I think it's odious. Yeah. I know what it means, but I'm like, huh? Um, their odious fare is becoming more coarse, more violent, and more interactive. Seduce these youngsters into an addiction of direct video game involvement in the mayhem. Fucking, it's, it, you, know what it, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like fucking Reefer Madness, dude. <laughs> I know. It's fucking Halo Madness. Um, honestly, I only have one thing to say. This man could have been president. Let that sink in a bit. Um, I don't have one thing to say. My my thing is, and and I've said it thousands of times, and and it's been echoed by billions of people who have said it before me, after me, and while I was saying it. Video games have a rating system, and Mister the representative from Utah, Jim Matheson, wants to legally enforce that rating system. The problem with me is, is I hear so many people saying, oh, violence in video games are causing our children to do this. Violence in video games are causing... When you look at this, they're talking about children that are like what age range? From 10 to 15? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Right. They're not buying the games for themselves. These games are 60 bucks. Their parents are buying them. So that's telling me that parents are either completely ignoring the rating system and not giving a fuck, or... They see the ratings and go, oh, well, my kid can handle it. Yeah. I hear it all the time. And I do it sometimes. I let my kids play Halo because it's fucking fantasy bullshit. But I don't let them play fucking Black Ops, you know. Right. Because of the different content, whatever. So I don't understand 
why one particular art form is to blame for something when they clearly warn you first, right? It's yeah. like saying, oh, this dude, um, this dude shot somebody. Well, I guess every violent movie is to fault is at fault. No, because they're rated. <laughs> Stupid, dude. I'm so sick of it. It's so common sense. And like they go, oh well, um, Wal- your WalMarts or your Targets, they don't check um, the IDs anymore. They just sell the games. Even if they did, where are the fucking parents? Yeah. Where are the parents going? Hey, what are you playing? I know every game my kids play, and not in a fucking dick way. I'm just involved in my kid's life. Like, what are you playing? Oh, I'm fucking playing. Da 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 da. Oh, okay. Blah, 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 blah. You know, that's the conversation is usually a poor substance in that. But I'm just saying, yeah. it's just pissing me off. It, it pisses me off that the scapegoat bullshit. When we all know whose fault it is that that kids are playing too many violent video games, it's parents' fault. Plain yeah. and simple. Well, that's the thing is the parents don't want to take responsibility for the kids. They want to be able to sit them down and let them be babysit by the television or by, you know, by whatever. But it's like, you know what, parents, kids can't afford the games. You get a 12-year-old going to come up with 60 bucks. Oh, parents are like, is that what you want? I see it all the time too. You know, is that what you want? Okay. And then they don't even bother looking at it, you know, and it's just like, really? Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. But... You have to think about it. People using the television or video games or any entertainment as a form of babysitting. Being that it's purely entertainment, that that's basically the equivalent of your crazy Uncle Larry that does a lot of fucking drugs and drinks a lot, leaving your kids with him. <laughs> it, it, there's no art. Any form of art needs to be free to express itself beyond any boundaries whatsoever. Any form of art. That's music, games, fucking um, painting, anything. It needs it. Can, you can't have boundaries to art, because then you're you're stunting, you're stunting the artistic growth of humanity. I don't get kind of deep now, but still, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's whether you believe the games are art or not. I really don't give a fuck. You know, it it obviously is. I mean, get over it. Right. But it's it's already – I still believe, yes, I do believe that the entertainment ratings board rating should be legally enforced. I believe that the um, – if a child buys – let's say my son, seven years old, he goes to – I don't know why he's at the store by himself, but he goes to the <laughs> store and he buys, um, he buys Black Ops 2. Okay, he goes to Walmart and does it. The Walmart clerk sells it to him. He buys it. He's rolling 60 bucks deep because my son's a baller. He don't fucking care. So he comes home. He plays He plays the game. Personally, if they can have some way of finding out they sold it to the child, I think the store should be fined. Yeah. And the parents should get a ticket. I'm not kidding. I literally think a cop should come to my fucking door and go, hey, asshole. You can't fucking sell this and that and that. And not because I allowed him to play that game. That's that's now we're infringing on freedom. Because I wasn't there with him. To right. I allowed my child to go to the fucking store and buy whatever the fuck he wanted. You know? And it, it's just it's just gross negligence. It's negligence of the parents' fault. And it's fucking embarrassing when you're a parent and people go, Oh, 
um, why let my kid play anything he wants? And my kid's sitting there staring at me like, why don't you do that? And I'm like, because I'm not an asshole. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to filter shit. It's a pain in the ass, but I have yeah. to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, to me, it's just an issue of just, yeah, of parents being too fucking lazy for anything. Because the, the problem that you have here is that when you have someone... Like, like they always say, like, oh yeah, you know, we need to block out certain channels or things like that that show particular violence or anything like that. It's like you do have that. You have parental controls that block them out. But why don't they pe- parents do it? Oh well, because I can't figure. I always forget the code. So it's because, yeah, it's parents being lazy. That's the reason why a lot of this is happening. So parents being lazy, not being actively involved in their kids' lives, or finding out what they're doing. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, they can just play them at their friend's house. Well, their friend's parent should probably be to blame, too. But then, too, you got to do is that they're not worried about their kid being, you know, a mass killer or whatever. You know, there are warning signs, but parents, and you see this a lot where they've been warned, but parents, no, they're just wrong. They don't understand my kid. No, your kid's a fucking whack job. That's what you need to understand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the thing, too, is, and this is another thing me and my wife talk about, or my wife and I talk about, the whole, well, they're just going to play at their friends' house. Why don't you know the parents of your of your kid's friends? Mm. Why don't you know where your kid is? Why don't you have dialogue? If your child is going over someone's home without you there, why don't you have dialogue with the people that own that home? Yeah. You just like you just don't give a fuck. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, okay, when they're older, seventeen, something that's different. But like, I, I I have kids that come over to my house sometimes when I allow it. I got enough fucking kids in this house and visitors. Um, but they'll come in and I go, you know, does your dad, your daddy, or mom here? No. Do they care? No. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, you know, whatever. And when you come into my house. If I let my kids do something, you can do it too. If, unless I'm told otherwise. And if a parent comes, well, I don't want my kid doing this. I don't want my kid. Well, then take your fucking punk ass kid home. We're not trying to fucking follow your rules. Yeah. You know. But it's just. I don't know. I, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. And I, I have. It's sad to say. My sister in law lives here. Or my wife's sister in law. Her kids play nothing but first-person shooters. And we got like a 10 and a 13-year-old. That's all they fucking play. They have um, – they play Black Ops 2. They play Modern Warfare. They play all the little cheapy free-to-play ones on the computer. They play massive amounts of Halo. Every toy they – like 80% of their toys are guns, toy guns. So they, re- they recently moved in. My kids have no toy guns whatsoever. All of their toys are creation things. Hmm. Like making things. Right. I did this on purpose. Not because I'm some fucking hippie tree hugger, but because there's certain parts of their mind I want to nurture. Right. Right? I want them to, to learn to create things, not to fucking just build a gun and shoot everybody. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. You know? So I mean, it makes sense to me, but you know, but that's right, that's right, we're right. different. Right. So I didn't have toy guns growing up either. But I didn't want toy guns growing up. It wasn't something that my mom kept for me. I just I had no interest in walking around pretending to shoot people. I was I was that kid. Mm. Like if someone if someone was like, look at my toy gun, I'm like, it's not real. Why do you have it? I had like no imagination. 
<laughs> you were, yeah, you were that kid. It's like, that doesn't even make any sense. Why are you pretending to shoot that person? Then go right back to my Nintendo. I'm like, fucking stupid ass. So, I th- I'm just, I'm saying it right now on the Lazy East podcast. All parents get shit right. Pay attention to your fucking kids. Stop blaming everybody else for everything. That goes for fucking when they blame, um, who, what's the gun, the gun club? Oh, the NRA? Yeah, they blame the NRA for gun violence. What the fuck does the NRA have anything to do with it? It's because you have to have a physical manifestation. You have of, to have a scapegoat. Exactly. So, oh, well, they're a physical manifestation of everything that we want to go against, so let's go ahead and do that. And let's point it at them and say they're the problem. And Which, then the people you point at point at other people. Right. And it's so funny because the 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 game the gaming industry, their responses to this kind of criticism is never really that bad. It's like we have a rating system. Follow the rating system. Right. And you'll be fine. The thing that people need to realize, and this is true, video games aren't just for children. Mm-mm. Once you realize that, then you'll know that you need to pay attention. Oh, right. Like, Black Ops 2, I keep bringing it up. Not because I, I love the game, just because it's Black Ops 2. That's not designed for children. It's designed for, for adults. You know, young adults, but adults. Right. So, once you realize that, then you know that there is a subsection of video games. And people go, oh, most video games are violent. No, they're not. Yeah. The marketing for violent video games is higher because it's for older people who have ex- disposable income. Right. You know, the, the, most games are bullshit games. Like fucking your Marios and all that shit. Yeah. I'm just trailing all on, on and on, but it's fucking <laughs> it's it's just annoying, dude. I'm just tired of it. Yeah. No, I agree with you and, and and I totally I totally get what you're saying and, and yeah, I agree with it too. I've always had that just you know what, that bothers me. You know, just finding a scapegoat and saying, oh, they're the problem. They're the reason for everything. This is why we should ban it. You know, it's like banning it. When was banning anything? When did it work in Prohibition? You know. You, or how, how is that democratic? Yeah. To ban something like that? Like some Fahrenheit fucking. Yeah. Whatever the hell the name of that book was. I read that book too and I can't remember the name of it. Fahrenheit. Four, four eleven, something like that. Whatever, you get the point, <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's um, it's like oh, this kind of music's bad for children, so we're just going to ban it from everything. It's like why? That doesn't do anything. That yeah. just makes people want it more. For one, yeah, prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like I didn't drink before, but. Now I, it's illegal. Now that you told me I couldn't have it, now I want a fucking drink. Now I'm gonna drink just to tell you fuck yourself. <laughs> that's why. That's why. But I guarantee it's why. Like, at least sixty percent of all pot smokers do it when they're younger because oh, yeah. they're not supposed to. Yeah, because they're told not. They can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've bashed Nader, I think it's time that uh, we talk about. My douchebag, which is a little a little lighter, not quite as heavy. <laughs> uh, we were on a runner-up, and we talked about that for like 15 minutes. I know, right? Uh, so for my douchebag runner-up is uh, Sprint. And 
while everybody can just agree just simply the fact that Sprint is a douchebag, um, while Sprint is still trying to play catch-up with the rest of the 4G LTE networks, uh, they are pushing to add more cities to their coverage network. However, if you live in New York or San Francisco, don't expect it yet. Sprint's LTE network is basically the HD DVD of high-speed wireless, and the 28 new cities they announced are on a rather or rather small in scale. The new markets are as follows. Albany, Georgia, Anderson, South Carolina, Bay City, Michigan, Branson, Missouri, Bermonton, Washington, Columbus, Georgia, Columbus, Mississippi, Decanter, Alabama, Florence, uh, Alabama, Gadsden, Alabama, Gaffney, South Carolina, Gettysburg, uh, Pennsylvania, Glasgow, Kentucky, uh, Homosassa Springs, Florida, uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Lake City, uh, Florida, Lake Havasu, Arizona, Midland, Michigan, uh, Nacogdoches, Texas, uh, Eunice, Louisiana, Oxford, Mississippi, Paris, Texas, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, uh, Saginaw, Michigan, Spartanburg, South Carolina, The Villages, Florida, Waycross, Georgia, and Winona, Minnesota. Now, as far as when the rollout will happen, they are sticking with in the coming months. What does that mean? Your guess is as, your guess is as good as mine. Some people are suggesting that it could come out within the next six months, which we figure puts it right at about summer. While they're still offering unlimited data at this time, it'll only be a matter of time that they start tiering their plans when they reach full 4G LTE capability. I imagine, though, that won't be for quite a while. Yeah. Um, it's funny, too, because they sell – I live in the Phoenix area. So they, they sell – there's no 4G here for Sprint. <laughs> they sell hotspots for um, – Virgin Mobile. Now, Virgin Mobile goes on the Sprint network, like most fucking prepaid. Boost, Virgin Mobile. They all go on fucking Sprint. Right. So they go, hotspot, unlimited 4G and 3 gigs of 3G for 60 <laughs> bucks a month. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? There is no 4G here, so you get nothing. So you it's get unlimited because you're not using it. <laughs> you yeah. get 3 gigs. Exactly. 3G. It's fucking bullshit. I know, and it's so sad, too. Look at smoking mirrors, man. <laughs> it's so sad, too, because you have Verizon and AT&T, which have been building up their service for that. And then, and Sprint, I mean, even shot themselves in the foot by going with, what, Winmax as yeah. their 4G. And then, okay, well, we don't have 4G, but we're starting to sell 4G LTE phones, although you won't be able to use them um, in those areas that still have Winmax because they're not um, compatible. Um, yeah, it's just, it's all sorts of clusterfuck with them. But I think the biggest clusterfuck comes from our douchebag of the week, the federal government. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, again, everybody's going to nod their heads and go, yeah, we, 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 we get that. The federal government is the, is the douchebag. But let me tell you why they're this week's douchebag. If anyone out there still thinks that there isn't any influence by major corporations to make laws in this land, let this be your wake-up call. Starting Saturday, this past Saturday, it is illegal to unlock your smartphone without your carrier's permission. Yes, that's what I said. From this past Saturday on out, it is illegal to get your smartphone for a discounted price and unlock it. CNET is reporting that the Librarian of Congress, yes, the Librarian of Congress, has rules over 
over this stuff, made a ruling in October that made it illegal to unlock your smartphone if you purchased it at a discounted price through your wireless provider. Quote, with respect to new wireless handsets, there are ample alternatives to circumvention. Th that, that is, the marketplace has evolved such that there is now a wide array of unlocked phone options available to consumers. While it is true that not every wireless device is available unlocked, the wireless carrier's unlocking policies are not free from all restrictions. The record clearly demonstrates that there is a wide range of alternatives from which consumers may choose to order in to obtain an unlocked wireless phone. Now, what does that truly mean? It means that you can get yourself an unlocked phone free from contract and and tying yourself up for a couple of years, but at full market price. That means that if you really want an unlocked Samsung Galaxy S3, you'll have to pay that $580 price tag on Amazon or better yet, the $747 price tag to get that unlocked iPhone 5. Mm -hmm. However, if you live abroad, you can bring your dev unlocked device into this country without issue. And if you purchase a used phone, probably from eBay, you can, it's still okay to unlock it as you didn't get it through the wireless provider for a steep discount. The whole methodology behind this is to force people to stop cheating the system. Do I think they overcharge for an unlocked device? Absolutely. However, wireless providers already tell you that if you root your phone, you're no longer, they will no longer assist you with problems regarding that device. Why don't they just do the same thing with phones? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like now it's illegal. It's like, come on. I thought it was funny. It was like, if you root your phone, we won't provide customer service. I'm like, if I'm rooting my phone, I don't want your fucking customer service. Exactly. It doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. Dumbass. Seriously. But I think we should balance it out with some amazingly epic. Yes, we're going to quickly touch on this. <laughs> um, no, because it's awesome. Uh, so Crytek has acquired the IP rights to Homefront. Which is amazing. So Homefront's one of those games that the premise of it, the idea of it was amazing, but it was poorly executed because it was it was made like a first person shooter in the nineties. <laughs> Early nineties. Like an arcade shooter. Yeah. You know, like like you're just running gun, you you kill X amount of bad guys, you clear that stage, and then you keep going. And then you stop, kill these guys, keep going. You know. Um the story of it was great. I mean, America had been invaded. You were the resistance. I mean, that's badass, man. Yeah. You know, so now that Crytek has it, not only will we be running on the Cry, the Cry, the Cry engine, yeah, which is a fuck, just silly. If if God made a first person shooter, it would be on the Cry engine. <laughs> okay. Um. Also, they 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 can do quality games. I mean, we we've we've played uh, the uh, the games that they put out. Yeah. You know, so. We know that they can do it. Crisis. Crisis Two was the shit. Yeah. Well, uh, CVG said that uh, Crytek is going to give developments to their Nottingham-based UK studio, and they most recently did the Crisis Two multiplayer aspect. Done and fucking done. Yeah. Dude. So we already kind of know how this is going to work out. I mean, it's to me, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, oh my god, this is going to be awesome. We're going to finally get the game that we should have already gotten. Yeah. Which is sad. In that aspect, but you know, you know, somebody had to do it. 
well, <laughs> I still remember when um, THQ, you know, THQ threw out the um, threw out the game, and they were pinning all their financial hopes on it, and it just died. Yeah, didn't didn't obviously didn't help them out since THQ does not exist anymore. Yeah. Well, the thing was is that like I played it and. And you, then you played it a little while later, but I was so hyped on it, like the opening credits and just the story, getting up to it and everything. You're like, oh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be cool. And then like after about maybe 30 minutes, you're just like, okay, this is boring. It just got super repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Crytek gets our epic person of the week. So let's see who can top that next week or next time. Crytek's going to kill it, dude. I know. I can't wait for that. That's going to be one thing. When Crytek releases that game, I'm I'm all over that. All right. So really quickly, we're going to touch on some site comments here. So uh, Elizabeth, who commented on the story, uh, Robotech nabs a director. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shaking with anticipation. I am. Obs- I, ha- I was obsessed. Who changed the fucking. I can't even read the whole quote on here. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I think somehow the format changed on on my OneNote, so it oh. kind of blocked up. Because uh, I was obsessed with this show. Can't wait. Tee hee hee. Um, and then uh, Mitch, in regards to Jan- January Jones, may not be an X Men sequel. Quote: Emma is such a great, great character, which was not yet displayed on screen. I agree. January Jones was not hot. Though I'm not a huge Hugh Jackman as Wolverine either, a fan of Hugh Jackman. For me, the news of him being cast in the film, while I get it, was more of a letdown. I'd much rather watch a younger new cast that's as far away from Singer's original take as possible. Uh, that's um, that was was so great about First Class. Wrong teammates and continuity aside. Personally, the the only thing I, I kind of disagree with Hugh Jackman, like, especially since being that Wolverine, the Wolverine character ages so slowly, it kind of fit. Yeah, like it made sense, you know. And 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 this one, you know, they say he gets it, but still, I, I think he's a good Wolverine. To be honest with you, beyond yeah, I I think he's an awesome Wolverine. And and the thing is, is that if you go back to the Wolverine of the Singer, the Singer era, you know. It was an it was an awesome Wolverine. Um, while I I don't know, you know, obviously he's not a fan of the Singer originals, but I think especially with Fox now, they're trying to do that whole Marvel Universe continuity deal. So what better way for them to do that than do Days of Future's Days of Future Past? Yeah, and it's a great way to link them up. Plus, you can play around with the continuity a little bit. You know, you can sit there and say like, hey, you know. What if Wolverine and Jean Grey got it got it going on or whatever, you know, the different things. And plus the Sentinels are going to be in it, so that's going to be cool. Yes. Yes, you know, because we're all for that. All right, so uh, before we head out, we want to remind you all that if you want to read more about these stories we talked about, you can check them all out on our website, thelazygeeks.com. And be sure to check out our other podcast on the Lazy Geeks Network, Crash Test Movie Dummies, where friends and I discuss movies. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook or add us to your circle on Google+. You can follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, or you can follow my, me at Lazy underscore Nomad, and if Adam ever uses his, at Lazy underscore Sapien. I don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you can even email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. The Lazy Geeks theme provided by talented Kevin McLeod. So it's about time for us to check out, to 
be sure to comment on this or any podcast on either iTunes or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and the sexy. And be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast like we did today. Oh. Yeah. Remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. So until next time, a peace out.